I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And this is the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Brought to you by Open Studio. That's right. Didn't sometimes we used to switch off with the intro and I would say, I'm Peter Martin first? Because you've kind of X'd me out of that. I'm okay with it, but. Yeah, we did used to switch off. Would you like to switch? Would you want to try it? No. Go ahead. I feel like Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Manis. And this is the You'll Hear It podcast. Oh, Daily jazz. Oh, I forgot. Oh. See, this is why you don't know what this. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's fine. That's why we do it like that. Oh man, how you doing? I'm doing all right. All right. Yeah, feeling feeling good. I got I'm about three quarters deep into my iced coffee. I know. Right now. You still didn't bring me. That's okay. The summer's almost over, so jokes yeah. can be on you. I mean, I'm just getting them at squatters at this point. I haven't made ah. cold brew in a couple of weeks. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you know. Um, so today we're talking about seven things to practice when your time is limited. Yeah, this is a question from a user, and I think this is a good thing to talk about. And we're not saying practice all seven of these things when you have five minutes. I know. I was wondering. I'm like, Finn, if we <laughs> practice all seven of these, you, your time is obviously not limited. We can choose from these seven We things. can choose from these seven So maybe things. we should say seven things to choose from when your time is... These are ideas, these, though, basically. Yeah, just, just ideas of if you have five, 10, 15 minutes, yeah. you really want to get the, the most bang for your buck. Right. Any of these seven things would be would be good. Yeah, and I think in general, with especially when your time is limited, um, we you want to focus. So, like when you have fifteen, ten minutes, even twenty minutes, it's not the time to try to do four things. Yeah, you know, it's it's more the time to try to do one thing well because even in twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, you're not going to necessarily be able to go deep with anything. But but if you have one thing. And you con- and, and you get the right mindset and you practice at this, you can go deeper than you think. Yeah, I, I believe, especially yeah. if you choose one of these seven. You know, there's the, it's the old uh, thing. Someone asked Bill Evans, "What should I practice?" And Bill Evans said, uh, "The least amount as, as possible, as little as possible. Practice like a little oh, as Bill little Evans. material <laughs> as possible." Oh, right, right, right. So if that like one thing, like practice right. as as little as possible. That's right. Yeah. Okay, what do we got for number one? Number one, surprisingly, is listen. Ah. Our old favorite rears its beautiful head again. I mean, this is actually pretty good. If you have five minutes, you might not get the most out of your instrument. You might wet your reed on the saxophone and your time is up and you got to go. But you can listen to a tune in five minutes. You can listen to a solo in five minutes. You can get a lot out of it with some deep listening. Deep listening. You can really learn a lot in five minutes. Yep. And I think that's, I mean, it's a great reminder that the deep listening needs, and now we're not talking about deep cut listening, although we do talk about that sometimes. (laughs) That's fun too. But deep listening is practice yeah you know um i mean really you could choose one of these other things and then maybe you could do some deep listening as you drive to your next busy event or whatever but it it should never be discounted especially in conjunction with with maybe some things that you're going to come back to practice on later like say you've got just five minutes to practice but then you know that evening or that next morning you're going to have an hour yeah spending that five minutes maybe you know listening to that solo deeply or that phrase you're working on You'll be rewarded when you circle back to it. See, I can't, I can't do deep listening while I'm driving. That's, really, it's hard. Is for that me. not legal? In well, this, just this yeah. drivers in the city, man. It, it's bad. It's bad here. And by this city, we mean every city in the world. Every city in the world. <laughs> every city. Yeah. City no, I miss trains. That's what's so great about a train. Is <laughs> right. You really get some deep listening going. You know? Absolutely. But. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, um, I love this one. Transcribe one phrase. Yeah, easy to do. A phrase you know already, like right. if it's, maybe you've listened to it, you've listened to it before, but it's something that you can just kind of sing on your own. Yeah. Sit down at your instrument, transcribe it, take it through a couple keys, some hard keys, you know. And it's great, too, because normally we'd think, OK, when your time is limited, transcription is such a time consuming thing. It'd be the last thing you'd think of. But you're 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 putting it into little digestible chunks, basically <laughs> little nuggets, little nuggets, little <laughs> nuggets of information. 
Um, and, you know, a phrase could be, bo-do-bo-dee-bop, you know. Yeah, transcribe that right yeah. now. Yeah, well, <laughs> come up with something better than that. bo do bo dee Yeah, you got it, see? That's good. And you still got some time left. Um, but, I mean, whenever you're transcribing, I mean, you might think, okay, that's only 1% of everything that you do. But you know what? You're 1% closer. That's right. Uh, so for number three, we have scales, but thoughtfully. Right. Now, what do, we mean, scales. what do we mean by that? Uh, I don't know. I never really <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> no, I mean that, okay, scales, we're always in danger when we practice scales at any time to just sort of, especially when you, if it's a scale that you know and you really have kind of conquered it technically, is to just kind of run through it and be mindlessly practicing it. So by thoughtfully, I mean that even though you've only got a few minutes, practice the scales, and it's not about, okay, maybe you know the fingerings if you're a pianist or, or a saxophone or whatever, and you know the notes. So you're practicing like one important part of your technique as you play those scales. Yeah. It's just sort of a conduit for like, say, working on staccato or or dynamics, maybe you just do a crescendo going up and a diminuendo, but very thoughtfully, I guess by thoughtfully, maybe even more earfully, like really listening, really concentrating. That's what I mean. Is that right? Thoughtfully? No, I mean, I think this is actually really great advice. I have a go-to for this. If I only have a little time, I will practice the B major scale because on the piano, for me, it's a way that I can work on my thumb Mm -hmm. under crossing, you know, because of of the amount of black keys and where your thumb lands. So I practice this, you know, special thumb exercise that I have to really kind of lock that in. Yeah. And it's something I can do. It's almost like when you see a professional golfer doing a practice swing or something. Right. Like I know that it's going to lock it in for me later on the gig with easier scales if I can, if I can practice the B scale for five, ten minutes. You know? That's great. Yeah. So number four, we have uh, practice technical exercises. And this really dovetails with the scales. It's the same thing, like, you know, just taking one and being thoughtful about your practice. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, especially pianists, get into technical practice, technical exercises and think, okay, I have to keep going to get harder ones and challenging and constantly go deeper into the book. You know, to tell you the truth, most of these like Cherney and McFerrin and and, uh, Phillips and like um, Hannon, most of these that I practice and come back to, I don't get past the first couple of pages. I mean, I have gone on in them, yeah. but like I find so much gold in there at the beginning and yeah. use that to work on all the different things that I want to refine in my playing. You know, you could have one technical exercise and have a lifetime of learning. Of course, a diversity of it is great, but when you've got limited time, just go go to that first page and, and practice it very thoughtfully, slowly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen. I mean, for the pianist, if you can do the first four of the Phillips exercises, yeah. I mean, that's like two years worth of stuff right there, technically. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's almost like, you know, you, you hear, and I remember back to being in music school, each different instrument, you start to kind of... It's almost like you're haunted by the go-to first page of their, you know, like the first page of the Arbin's book for trumpet players. Right, like, Hannon, da-da-da-da. Yeah, da, da, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but those things, I mean, there's gold in there in terms of, yeah, you're not being challenged because you know it, but don't ever think you've mastered it because there's so many different ways to practice that. Small amount of time, just take one way. That's true. Yep. Uh, so for number five, we, five, was it, yeah, is that five? Yep, one, five. two, three, four, five. Uh, we have classical music. Now this is relevant to pretty much any instrument and this kind of goes hand in hand with technical exercises, but I think it's a little bit deeper. It could be a a piece you already know if you don't have a lot of time. You could be sight reading. Yeah, um, I love that. Which is very good uh, little brain exercises you can do. Uh, and especially very, for certain, in, well, almost every instrument, it's important. It is important. And singers, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're reading music on on your gigs at all, sight, being able to sight read is a, is a skill that you have I to mean, kind of sharpen. I mean, 10 minutes of sight reading practice a day, I would say if you did 10 minutes of, of really 
like the correct way to practice sight reading, mm-hmm. which we could go into on another episode. We before. should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you did 10 minutes a day on that, as a pianist, which is some of the most challenging sight reading, so really for any instrument as well, 10 minutes a day after a month, I mean, I would think that you'd have like a, a two to three X improvement in your abilities. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good return on 10 minutes. It is. It is. And, and you, don't, you don't really need more than that for sight reading. Because no. sight reading isn't something that's like, you know, I mean, you, yeah, of course, if you spend three hours every day on sight reading, you're going to be an amazing oh. sight reader. You better but, get yourself a gun and shoot yourself at the end of that right. little period. No, but you, you don't actually need to spend that much no. time on it. It's kind of like a, it's, it's a muscle that needs to be exercised, but it's one muscle. Exactly. As opposed to like uh, being able to improvise, which is like, you know, a full body of muscles. You know? Right. Sight and I think the sight reading too, like you would be more <clears throat> rewarded. It's in my experience, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but um, it's not like riding a bike that you never forget it. Because I find, like, if I'm not doing it regularly, I lose the skill. I don't lose it totally. Yeah. But there's sort of a baseline. So maybe it is like riding a bike. Yeah, you can still get up on it, the bike, and, and not fall down. Well. But some regular riding is, is rewarded. Wow, again, I just confused that analogy. Well, again, <laughs> not to, uh, to talk about, like, this strictly as pianist, but if any other instrumentalist, if you want, to, like, a nightmare sight reading, try to sight read a piano thing. Yeah. I mean. Pull out a little grade three. Yeah, we're even. looking at, like, you know, up to eight notes at a time yep. that we have to kind of get different class sometimes as the eighth notes you know what yeah. i mean it's it's that's why we get paid so much it's challenging but <laughs> yeah. you're right man whenever i'm you know the uh, last couple of years i've had some opportunities to do some more like classical concerts where yep. people are gonna i mean they weren't classical whatever <laughs> it was like they're classy though they, it, was, it was like claude bowling you know, it was like <laughs> classic classic <laughs> Classy cow. Jazz-ish. <laughs> but uh, it was still enough reading that my by the end of it, I was like, I felt like super reader. Now, I'm pretty sure I was mediocre You're compared like, to like... this. Yeah. <laughs> your average like Broadway accompanist. Right. I'm, I'm like, you know, lowly, but right. I Club felt... Blood bowling level one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Good. So now we got, uh, that's, uh, we got number six um, of our seven things to choose from to practice when your time is limited. This is a tune that you know in a different key, mm. okay? This can be done uh, rel- you know, relatively quickly, yeah. if not successfully, who knows? But basically, you would just take a melody, and you know, maybe if you're a pianist, you might want to do a little bass line, but something very basic, and it's more of like a melodic uh, you know, ear training exercise. And just you know, get a tempo that you can kind of handle, but it's not going to be perfect, but commit to just playing through a couple of choruses yeah. with just that melody in, in a key that's difficult for How you. How good is this exercise? This is so good. Because, I mean, if it's a tune, let's say it's Autumn Leaves or whatever, oh, but man. you do it in, you know, uh, G flat, like major, that's, right. you're getting so much out of that, out right. of something that you already know really, really well. So. And, and I think it's important, especially if you're going to do it in limited time, because you're not going to be able to do it a whole bunch of different ways. If you do this... Like, just say, I'm going to do five choruses on the melody and then get the metronome going or something going so that forces you into not going back and fixing something. Yeah. So that if you, so, I mean, you'll be able to, if you want to record yourself and listen later, but you'll kind of know you might hit 50% on the first course. Maybe you're at 60% accuracy or maybe you're at 30%. You just need to slow it down, but you'll, you will start to get better and you will start to hear it, you know, but you need to force yourself with time to continue on because it's uh, not about being perfect. I love that one. I'm doing that one today. Hey. I got about 10 minutes between recording between, podcasts. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Uh, so number seven, our last one. This is one thing you can't do. And by that, we mean pick something that you really have never done or can't do and right. just dive in. You know, do it for 10, 
five, 10, 15 minutes. Like uh, computer coding or Python or what? what <laughs> no, no, no. Like, still at the instrument. Like playing, the head, playing a head that you know with your right hand, but maybe you've never played with your left hand mm. as a pianist. Right. Or, you know, maybe it's, it's a lick that you know in one key, but you don't know in another key. You yeah. Know, anything that you're not familiar with or an exercise or any of these things that we've just list, listed. But, but not one that's... In an unfamiliar way. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, when we were talking about the scales and the technical exercise, we were coming at it from the standpoint of something you really know, but you're concentrating on one particular technique. This right. would be concentrating on something that you really don't know the challenge is to try to attack that in a small amount of time. That's right. Good. Yeah. I love the diversity of this list. It's a good list. So, okay. So now I'm going to get into our list recap Let's feature Let's brought to you by it. open studio. Can Pull I over now, <laughs> get your phone out, get your notepad out. And, um, so these are again, seven things to practice when your time is limited. Number one, we had listen big surprise there. Number two, we had transcribe one phrase. Number three, scales, but thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. Number four, technical exercises. Number five, classical music slash sight reading. Uh, number six, uh, playing a tune you know, but in a different key. And number seven is things you can't do. That's right. Yeah. That's a great list, man. That's Congrats. Good, man. I, yeah. think we're, I think we're providing a little bit of value here. We hope so. We hope people enjoy it. So I got a question for you, Peter. Yes, sir. If someone wanted to stay like up to speed with what we're doing here on the podcast, is there some kind of newsletter we send out? Is there a way for them to connect with this newsletter? Glad you asked that. You know, <laughs> since you're pulled over now writing that list down, you can send a text to us if that's your thing. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah. Um, 44222. Are you sure it's not 44333? It is not. And every time you say that, I feel like you're confusing people. All right, 44222. <laughs> 44222. That seems weird because it's not a phone number. And you got to do this in the U.S. We apologize to folks. Well, no, we have something for you if you're outside of the U.S. You can go to you'llhearit.com. But if you want to text, if you're, that, if, if you're all about the text lifestyle, Four text, you'll hear it, one word to 44222, and then at your leisure later on, when you're not driving or anything, you'll, you'll get a nice little message back. You can send us your email, and basically, we just want to send you an email once a week on a Monday yeah. because, you know, who needs one more newsletter on a Monday? Yeah, you no, do. <laughs> no, we can keep you up to speed on what episodes are coming up on what days so you don't miss something that you like. Not that you can miss something on a podcast, yeah. but you know, yeah, just a, a little way to connect. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, go to youllhearit.com to leave us uh, your questions or ideas for future episodes. You could leave a voicemail. You could leave a written question. We do appreciate any ratings or reviews that happen to go up on iTunes or uh, Google Podcasts or Spotify. Love those. Love the seven, 10, 12 stars, whatever you got. Half. Ten it's, and it's a half. It's all good. It's all I mean, good. We got to leave it up to them, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to thank our engineer for this session, Eli. What's up, Eli? Yeah, we have, we have a glut of audio engineers right we now. We do, it's man. Great. We, are, we are blessed. We are blessed here. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think the whole thing is go to you'llhearit.com. That's, that's your sort of home base for all things you'll hear it. And, um, you know, we're sponsored by Open Studio. We're very excited. I just want to throw a thing in. I know you know about this, Adam. We got some great stuff happening this week that we've just inaugurated our Shed and Share. Shed and Share. Shed and Share. Shed and Share. We love to say that. <laughs> shed and Share. Hashtag Shed and Share. It's a new uh, program that we're doing uh, on what we call The Hang, which is our in-house social network. No fake news allowed. That's right. It's because uh, we're controlling <laughs> it. But basically, uh, it's just a, an idea that Adam and I have. For now, it's Adam and I. You know, We're probably going to roll it out to other other open studio artists and, and maybe even users. But basically it's a, it's one thing for us to all practice on 
each week. Yep. And it's been so fun this week because we've got folks already uploading videos uh, of them practicing it. And we, we have like different levels. We're going to do another video today. But throughout the week, it's a way to, to shed, which is practice, of course. And um, hopefully get a little better, have a little fun, get some ideas, not just from us, but more importantly, from other community members of the hang yeah. about how to, and, and we just take one concept. Yeah. This week we're doing like a little chromatic enclosure. Chromatic enclosure. Right. Which was a cool thing. Cause I realized I used it, but I'd never kind of gone through and practiced in this sort of disciplined way. So I'm going to have my own little video. I'm just. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah I've been I'm waiting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we give you kind of ideas of how to, how to practice this one chromatic enclosure all around different changes and yeah we're excited about the shed and share man i think shed it's going to be a game changer game changer yeah yeah we might have to go to steak and shake to celebrate shed and share. shake shack <laughs> shake shack. winner shake and shack <laughs> shake and shack for the shed and share good well until tomorrow you'll hear it <laughs>